Hello, tribe, and welcome to the High Order Podcast. This podcast is all about finding yourself through mindset and movement. We dive into the philosophy of life, meaning, purpose, and the importance of physical activity. Enjoy the journey. Boredom. Boredom is what it's about. Boredom is what life is about right now, but we could totally change that. Well, you you remember uh, last week, it's out right now, with uh, Scotty B, talks about skill and challenge. As the skill level gets higher and the challenge increases, there becomes a tipping point where you you essentially hit boredom. Yeah. What's that feel like? (laughs) Well, I'm going to say that's probably what everyone's, I don't want to say everyone, but most people are feeling at home right now. They're... They've they probably watched every episode of Netflix. They probably like bought Hulu or whatever other things are out there in the world. Watched all those shows. Probably are spending a good amount of time of just flipping through the shows that they want to watch. So if you need to burn a half hour, just try and find something to watch, if not longer. Um, what else have they probably been doing? They may or may not have been working out some bit, but they're probably getting sick of the same old movements. They're probably they're probably doing movements that they're familiar with and that their body's comfortable doing and yeah and they're getting really it's getting really boring this is not challenging enough yeah oh not challenging enough or, yeah, so we go <laughs> back mastered to... that skill that that movement it's time to move on maybe they, and they're getting bored push-ups sit-ups maybe pull-ups lots maybe of air dips, squats lots of air burpees squats. that they may or may not be doing yes there's no accountability but with uh but anyways with boredom like there's, there's a lot of ways to beat boredom. And for me, I like creating fun little games. Like, if you don't like games, I don't think you're a human. Like, you know, you're grown up, you play, yeah, like, hunt the yeah. Easter eggs, it's a little game. Or you play the guessing game. If you're driving on a long car trip as a kid, you're trying to see how many different states you can find a license plate. Uh, you know, there's always these little tiny games, right? And as an adult... We, yeah. we, we do these games called trivia where we go out and drink at a bar and we, we guess games from, uh, you know, try to answer like random questions. Uh, you know, you might play along with the prices Right or Family Feud, but we can kind of incorporate that into our fitness and nutrition aspect of life. Uh, for instance, I just had a, a Zoom call with one of my clients and one thing that she was dealing with is um, she's just trying to find that motivation to work out. And at the end of the day, it comes down to like, hey, I could get a glass of wine or I could go hit the gym. But since I've been working all day online, I want to have a glass of wine. So what I said is let's make a game out of it. Okay, take all your alcohol and her, her, you know, workout spaces in her basement. I said, take all your alcohol, bring it downstairs and set up five stations. And before you can get your wine or your drink, you have to do those five movements, 10 reps of each. Pick any five movements that you want to do. But now, to get your glass of wine, you have to do that. And on top of that, use a smaller cup. But it's not just the first time that you have to do that. Every time that you want to refill that drink, you have to go and do those movements. And I said, stay away from the barbell. You don't need to be doing like like, drunk overhead squats and then eat it. And then you're downstairs getting injured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So relatively something light. And then at the same time, what you could do is create a little ultimatum for that. So uh, give yourself, be like, all right, I can either work out for 30 minutes and then I could bring my alcohol upstairs or I could kind of go off of this like 
five movements, ten reps of each before I fill it up every way. So was, now was part of the rule they get the they had to set themselves up with the with like workout clothing or could they just stay in whatever they were in as if they were getting ready to go and lounge and drink wine and watch movie. That's a good point. I, I didn't even think about that. No, I didn't even go that far. It was just uh it was kind of just like that simple basic thing that you can do and create a game. And then it was like, oh, now this is, becomes fun. Like, oh, I'm going to do this, but I have to do this. And yeah. and those are the little things that will help break up that monotony of the day. Yeah. And games Game is is it's pretty much fun. It's uh, the, the they're the same thing. I mean, if you're if you're playing a game, um, are are you having fun? Is it a positive or a negative thing? Have you have you ever put those two things together where games equals negative? I'm miserable playing games. Someone's forcing me to play a game. I don't want to play a game, <laughs> yeah. and I can't get out of it. And, uh, and I, I hate this game, and, but I can't stop playing. Like That never happens in real life. Unless it's I mean? in the movie Saw. Would you like to play a game? Like, like, that's the only game you don't ever want to play. Like, hey, got me. Again. Got me again. So the, the point is, is uh, gamify, gamify your movement if, if it's necessary, if you want to, if, you just, or if it's something maybe you haven't been thinking of, especially if um, a lot of... Um, your movement and your exercise seems like a chore or it seems like um, an obstacle, something you're stressing about, um, something you're very anxious about, maybe you're stuck with it. Why not just flip it in your head? Because we know this is all emotional, psychological before the physical, right? We, we know that when we start moving, it gets our, our endorphins going and we start thinking differently, but we first need to get moving so gamify your workout if it's a workout or whatever it is make it into a game and that'll get you start that'll get you to start moving there you could also like you could get the family involved in this one too for instance you could take little pieces of paper write down different movements a certain rep of those movements and then if you have kids and you just had them do an easter egg hunt have them now you put those little workouts inside of eggs have them hide the eggs throughout the house and then you have to go and find them or you know hide them out there outside or wherever it may be and then you have to go and find them and then if you find them then you do those workouts but maybe put like Obstacles. have like 10 10 10 different eggs take like 10 different eggs mm -hmm. and make 3 of them movements that you totally don't like okay yeah. and then have whoever you're with, significant other, child, whatever it may be, um, hide almost all of them. Or so you should, like, increase the eggs. So maybe you have 15 eggs, but you're going to hide 10. Mm -hmm. You know, make five of them movements you don't know. And then the kid or the other person gets to decide. And you have to find all the eggs and do all the movements no matter what. So you don't know whether those workouts, they, those movements, you don't, you know, are in there or not. So it's also kind of like, you know, you're playing that kind of like 50-50. You're playing a little yeah. casino and the win is your health, right? Your win <laughs> is, is you don't win any money, but you win some health. You, like the, another year of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you won, you won one, one day. Like it's a victory, is it not? Because the opposite would have been doing nothing. Because <laughs> that, was, that was what you wanted to do, right? That might have been what your brain wanted to do. But in order to overcome that, you recruited this thing called fun and play. And that allowed you to move and feel better and say, well, at least I got my movement in today. And I, I feel better because of it. Psychologically, physically, emotionally, down the hole. 
Let's go over some more examples here. I think this is kind of fun. What about <clears throat> if you don't have chalk already, purchase like a 50 cent large like stick of chalk. Only if it's 50 cents though. Something like that. <laughs> Full disclosure, I know that because you and I went to yeah. Ace Value or True Value the other day and I got some chalk. <laughs> Put some, um, you can, if you have a driveway with pavement, or you have like any kind of concrete or cement or any flooring at all in your garage, you can use that to, uh, A, you can sort of write down exercises, like exercise stations. Some people like that, it's kind of fun, where there's like a station you have to run up to and it tells you what to do so you remember and you're not asking your partner like, oh, what do I gotta do here again? Um, <clears throat> you can make funny drawings all over the damn place with chalk. You can put uh, silly faces, you can write, you know, ridiculous comments and not tell your significant other, your family, what they are before they start the workout. And you can call this station like the uh, I hate burpees station or something, but they don't know until they run up to it and they're like, ah, <laughs> surprise. Turn it, into a, turn it into like a smile workout. So here's one of the rules, right? Let's say you make a circuit for yourself, friends or family, whoever, but you have to come up with a rule. The rule is you have to smile the entire time you're doing it. Just smile. It's simple. Put a smile into any workout. I'll motivate and, you. And here's, here's another thing too. It's probably going to promote more presence and lower sort of aerobic intensity. Because sometimes when you go too high and you're almost like you don't want to get anywhere near that point of failure, it's really difficult to smile, right? But the rule is you have to smile. That's it. <laughs> and you could put a mirror in front of you too if you're doing it by on your own. You it could make you miserably happy, <laughs> but you'll laugh about it at the end. And we know psychology is determinist and we know intuitively that we manifest our moods. We manifest them through our environment, what we surround ourselves with, through the food we eat, the people we surround ourselves with, and something as simple as a smile. That's feedback to your brain. And there's a ton of research on this too. So if you're listening, go ahead and crack a smile and hold it for an uncomfortable amount of time. And a lot of you might just start laughing. It's pretty funny. Even if it you're is. wearing a mask. <laughs> smile. smile. That's, that's most important time. And I would say, if you want to be really silly with the mask thing, is to just put a big smile in front of your mask with a marker. Yeah. As long as it's like not toxic chemical you're, smell you're like, you're, you're you're like good to go. yeah uh, another thing that you could also do is now mix it up so you don't know whether you're going to get a workout or another task to do throughout the day so make a list of you know a couple things that need to get done in the house it might be laundry it might be painting a room which seems very common right now it might be spring cleaning uh the office space it might be putting away your winter clothes uh, it could be whatever, you know, but create, once again, create a list and on each piece of paper, write a workout. You can either find online or you find from us, write a workout and you're gonna crumple that one up. Then you're going to have another one that you're going to write a task on some chore you have to do. That's, you know, a relatively like not something that's 28 hours long, but something that you could do in a couple hours, uh, crumple that up. And then just put another workout in, another task, another workout, another task. Put them in a big jar or something like that. And then tell yourself that five out of the seven days a week, I'm going to reach into this jar and do whatever I take out. 
So some days, like, you might take out a workout. Awesome, today I need to work out. Next day, when you might not be feeling like working out, you might reach in, you might get a workout, but you have to stick with it. You have to do whatever you pull out. At the same time, you might be like not in the mood to work out and you reach in, you get a task, so you have to paint a room. Well, you're still moving. You're probably gonna put your body in some different situations that you haven't done. Um, it's gonna be more of a steady state training or painting or something like that, which seems like very monotonous and not really stressful or tiring, but it can be. Uh, but this way, you not only are knocking out tasks that you have to get done, but you're also possibly working out when you're not as motivated because you just turn this into a, a little bit of a game. <clears throat> how, how, can you, how can you make painting and just, to, again, this is a psychological thing. Well, how can you twist it a little bit and look at painting as something that's nutrient dense for your body movement wise? Like what are some things you can do while you're painting? Like uh, go ahead and paint a picture of Andrew painting and instead of just painting for the sake of painting, because that's great too, you know, there's no judgment here. <clears throat> but again, the topic, kind of what we're talking about is movement, activity, exercise. How can painting be viewed as something really healthy for your body? Well, that's really good, because yesterday I was painting a 12 by 12 bedroom, and uh, I got to the lower half, and I'm six foot two, uh, and I got to the lower half Gorilla. of the wall, and I, at first I'm just like hinging over and just lighting my back up and rolling and trying to create you know, pressure on this Everybody thing. Everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah, like, like I'm just like... You do that <laughs> douchebag biomechanical thing where you forget and you reach down like Not a caveman. Not even forget. And it's your knuckles like... just drag the ground. You're, you're hunched over, lumbar, Lord, all that stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, and it's, you're right. But it's not even forget. It's just like my body just <laughs> says, do this because you yeah. want to be lazy while you paint, you know? <laughs> yeah. So then what I started doing is going into the bottom of my squat and just sitting there and like moving the roller up and down mm. and stuff like that. And it started like light, yeah. lighting my body up a little bit yeah. more. And I'm like, well, this kind of sucks. This is a lot harder. I mean, it's good. This is exactly what its purpose was. But yeah, one thing I was doing was, uh, yeah, for sure, was getting my body into a squat. And then what I decided to do was I decided to paint the entire bottom half of the room. So the first like three to four feet on the wall first. So I was squatting and then I was like laterally stepping in the squat then getting out of it to go and, you know, dip the paintbrush in, or not the paintbrush, the roller. I hope I'm not doing that thing by paint, my paintbrush. I used a half-inch paintbrush. <laughs> that's that's how you can make it fun. Yeah. A lot of fun that yeah. way. It's just uh, use a tiny paintbrush. Yeah, you could but... double the amount of time to paint a room. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that fun? That's awesome. Nightmare. Uh, but yeah, squatting is another one. What's another one, Matt? Uh, you can squat down to the ground. You can rock back onto those, those th that the feet, stretch out the feet while you're in the squat just rock back. So your big toes are really hinged. And instead of just down in like a, a primal squat, you're just hinging back. Or no, excuse me. No, huh? I'm sorry. Your knees go forward. So you land your knees on the floor and then you're like stretching your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Your calves you know? and your feet. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you can hinge your left knee out 45, hinge your right one out 45. Maybe you can um, kneel down, put left knee down, right knee down, all that stuff while you're down low, you know? While you're standing, I mean, you can put, you know, any object you want underneath one foot. So you just have one leg elevated like a chair. You know, maybe you're painting <laughs> medium height. Maybe you're painting overhead. And um, I guess if you want to be really crazy about it, you could put a weighted vest on. 
Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you could drop the paint every time you need to refill your paint bucket. You could do five squats with a, with a with a vest on. Now, I wouldn't. <laughs> most people listening are probably <laughs> no way. That. Yeah. However, let's be curious with 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 how we're moving when we're doing chores around the house. So we kind of went down that rabbit hole. I wanted to go back uh, just slightly to the, the the beginning of this, and you, you, I love this idea of chores, exercise, chores, exercise. I had a great example this a few weeks ago, and it was just a spontaneous thing. And I think you actually came over the house just after I was finished, but it was simple. It was I had a couple trees down that I had to cut up, and. I like my chainsaw. I wanted to use my chainsaw. <laughs> my chainsaw. But I also have an axe and I have other implements. So the game was, okay, quick, let's figure out some way to get exercise while I can get rid of this tree in my yard. So the workout was, I think it was like three minutes. I just came up with this on my own. Three minutes and I had my, my watch with me and three minutes of chopping the tree with an axe, just hacking at it as hard as I possibly could without breaking my axe. And then I had a bike in my yard and I jump on my bike, ride my bike as hard as I could down the street for a minute and a minute back. Get off the bike, walk recovery for like 10 seconds, pick up the axe. And that was like 20 minutes. And that was my high intensity workout. And it was awesome. I got half of a tree chopped up and- uh, Should've I had, done better. And, and <laughs> guess what, that. it was beautiful out. So I was outside and I was on a bike and biking's fun most of the time. Sometimes it's not, but. I felt like cycling. Yeah. It was great. And kind of going off that too, the reason that we're kind of throwing in chores and tasks into there along with a workout is because once you do that stuff, you get that dopamine response and you get happy. You're like, yeah, look at this. And you go and stare at what you just did, whether it's painting a wall, whether it's building a wall, whether it's, you know, cutting up some brush, burning some brush. I mean, I went and ripped up all my poison ivy um, and all my raspberry and blueberry bushes and I removed all the fallen trees. And once again, it was like a task I really wasn't looking forward to doing. But after I got it done, I go, yeah, you know what? It's, it's cleared out and it feels good. And then it was like, well, what else can I do? What else can I do? And that's exactly the same thing that happens when we work out is that it's very hard to get that motivation. But as soon as we get that motivation, our muscles might feel a little bit good. They might feel a little more full because you have all the lactic acid and the ATP that's going through them. Um, so they feel, you know, you, you feel good and the energy is there. And that can help you keep that motivation going on the next day or the next day. And the same thing happens with chores. And especially right now when you're home, a lot of people have that extra time. And you don't have to do expensive chores. You know, you could find, you know, I, I look at, uh, I go to Home Depot and I look at their oops paint. You know, paint that people ordered, but then they don't want it. So they sell it for ridiculously cheap. Oh, I know that. And I buy a lot of that stuff and I'll use it for like different projects. So if I have to paint some wood that's going outside... Uh, I'll do that. I found some exterior decks, uh, deck paint. Uh, so I need to paint my deck. So, uh, you know, it might not be the perfect color that I wanted, but I'm looking more for the protection of the wood rather than making it, you know. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> you know, like, but that's me. I mean, I understand if people, like, at the same time, I painted a room, I wanted a very specific color. Like, I'm not just going to put, you know, a light blue or something like that. I would say pink, but one of my, I got called out on Facebook because one of my rooms in my house is actually pink. Um, it was that color before I bought the house. I'm laughing at you. I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, for, for me, I have to break up some boredom and we'll kind of go on to this thing too. 
is that to help with my body keeping it like different positions at nighttime is I change up every three to four months where I sleep in my house. I change up the room, which has a different bed in it, or a couch. I'll even sleep on the couch. So I just got done sleeping three or four months on my couch downstairs. A lot of that is also due to Projo, my dog, having a hard time go up the stairs. So I just stay downstairs with her so she doesn't have to climb up and down those stairs. But at the same time, now my body has to change in a different position, change in a different sleeping position. Each bed is worn slightly different as well. Uh, so it's kind of keeping my some variation in my body. So whether... It's something simple of a workout or a chore at house, you know, at your house or something that you're doing while you're sleeping to change up your position. It's kind of like new, it's like new and refreshing. It's like I'm sleeping in a different place yeah. every three or four months. And I, I don't know, some people are silly. I don't really care. You know, like obviously I don't really care, but you know. Variability. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah. creating that. But you know, back to like kind of what we're saying is it's just like. You could find a game out of everything. And, and if you don't think so, no, look at a child or talk to a child. They will make a game out of anything. Anything. And mm. even look, and like we always do, is we look to, to children because their mind isn't filled with so much information. And they're kind of just going off of feel and natural capability. But ask a child. Be like, hey, I want to do this. Let's make a game out of it. And I guarantee you they'll come up with a game faster than you will of like what to do. And you just take, and that's what I always look at. I look at childhood games of all types, you know, to do. And, and just be creative, you know. That's the more, and the thing is, well, I'm not a creative person. I'm not a creative person. I, I really am not. But a lot of people say, I'm not creative. And that's okay. The first way to get creative is try to just do some simple brainstorming. Sit down with a piece of paper and just think and write things down. And creativity or is what chalk them up on your driveway. Yeah, chalk them up on your driveway. So you're <laughs> and crouch down while you're doing that. But and keep in mind that the, you know we have to, for the sake of modern day humans, we have to, we're we're using the word exercise. We're like exercise and chores. Exercise is a very 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 new concept in the existence of humanity. Yeah, and the, the reason why we need exercise for the most part, is because we're not doing chores from sunup to sundown like we have been for tens of thousands of years before this thing called exercise came along. So consider the chore aspect of your chore exercise being the most important. You know, when you're doing a chore, it mimics in some way, shape, or form programming of some sort of exercise regimen in a gym. You know, you can take any element of a chore and you can see how exercise mimics the chore and chore mimics the exercise. Um, <clears throat> so an example would be you have some rocks in your front yard and you have to pick them up and move them and you want to rebuild your stone wall. Well, those are called farmer's carries. <laughs> you know, we do farmer's carries in the gym. And... Uh, we rake our lawns. Yeah, I was just saying, raking is a steady good pulling. State raking. We do pulling, pushing. The pulling uh, one is a is the one that a lot of people are usually weak on, for like pull ups yeah. and stuff like that. But if you're raking a yard, or raking stone, that's all you doing upper body pull. Like I would say, get rid of your riding lawnmower. I'm sorry, I said it, but <laughs> I have sixty acres. <laughs> so 
get your steps in, get a walking mower if you don't have one already. I know I just insulted a bunch of people. Um, that's on you. So okay. <laughs> I'd rather get my steps in, got my walking mower. You're outside getting your vitamin D. You're not in that hunched over position, that seated position. You're not steering a steering wheel. And uh, you're pushing like, you're pushing like a sled in front of you. Maybe you're pulling the mower behind you. You're pulling a sled maybe. Um, you know, Just our, push our, your our ancestors motor. had to do this all the time to, to, to till soil, to garden, to farm. It's a similar activity to that. And I don't, have to get, I don't need to have necessarily specific parallels to what our ancestors did, but the point is made here is that moving, doing chores outside, doing physical labor outside is more in alignment with our, you know, our genetic makeup than um, doing a prescribed workout that only involves these straight edged metal weights and bars and things like that. They're yeah. not bad, but I'm just making a point here. Yeah, and, and it goes back to exactly what you're saying. Like exercise is just what we're actually doing in our day to life. You want, and, and if you don't believe me, the the biggest fitness out there right now is called functional fitness. Functional. Okay, so we're talking about functional, which means like, Chores. hey, all these <laughs> movements mimic what our life should be doing in some way. And, and like I said, like technology is great, but it's also a hindrance. You got you to gotta balance with everything. But hey, you, want, you want your lifestyle, you want your exercise to complement your lifestyle, not necessarily the opposite. Like you don't want to just, and, and I've done this for a long time, I'm training for sport specifically. Um, but after a while, your body just gets tired of, the, of those motions and you maybe get burnt out or whatever. So, um, you know, if your lifestyle revolves around training and recovery, training and recovery, I'm saying that, especially right now, a better way to go about all this is to have your lifestyle, have your exercise revolve around your your lifestyle. Make your lifestyle active and get your exercise in when you can. And if you're kind of tired from during your workout from doing yard work or chores, that's, that's great. I think that's awesome. You know, that's a good sign that you're, you're utilizing a lot of muscles that you won't, because no matter what, I, I feel like if, if we stick to a barbell, especially it's true for me right now. Yeah. Well, when you stick to a barbell, especially you, you get your body in this perfect position, you know, we set ourselves up and we're like, worry about our stance and the position of our spine, which is great. It's important. Most people don't do that when they're doing yard work. You're just going with the way that your body is going. So at the same time, it might actually turn on some muscles that you haven't used. And most likely, you're not like, oh, I need to drag this 400-pound rock. I need to pick this thing up. Like, you're going to find a way to move it. Like, that might be rolling a big rock. You know, something mm -hmm. that your body is capable of doing. But if you're rolling a big rock, it's kind of like a sled push. Uh, in that sense that you're generating force, you're putting your body in a position that it's not going to get injured. And at the same time, if you can't move or roll that rock, you what, should move and roll that rock. That's what you're going to do. You need to do. Your you're going to, if you can't push that rock, you're probably going to shift your body over to one side and try to start pulling that rock, but yeah. you're, you're going to be creating the, the variance of what people do for a training program, you know? And once again, that, that goes back to like being creative and, one thing I was talking about before is that when you're creative or if you're not creative, the way that you have to get creative is practice, just like anything else. Like you need to practice being creative. It means you have to practice writing things down 
and seeing where your brain could go. If you're unsure about... Let's give us some more examples. Yeah, and that's this what I'm going to do right now. So yeah. like, if you're unsure on what to do, like say you want to work out, but you don't want to pick up a dumbbell or a kettlebell and you don't want to pick up uh, or do a workout... Um, in your basement, it, and yeah, you're tired yeah, and of going something to like that. Basement, you're tired. You're not motivated there. It's this yeah. is your house. You've been you're like house I'm sick and tired. Yeah, of picking up that kettlebell in my basement next to my TV, in my couch, in my lounge chair. You're tired of that. Let's say. Let's say. Yeah, right? you're you're yeah. bored of that, and it's nice out, and you don't want to work out in your house. One thing that I'll give you a task to do is go in your woods if you have woods. Find or state park or wherever, yeah, state park, a log, a, or a or a rock. We'll go with a log. We'll use a log because that's we could relatively find a log that someone's cut up somewhere or something like that. I want you to think about how many different ways you could move that log, and not only just move it directions that that log can go. So we can start off the log laying on its side. Okay, we could roll it right. So keeping the log on the ground, we're going to bend over. We could roll it. We could also pull it towards us by rolling it. We could flip it over end over end while it's on the ground, right? If we wanted to pick it up, we could pick it up. We can toss it forward in front of us, walk up to it, pick the log up, toss it in front of us. We could pick that log up, press it up over our head. We could pick the log up and we can do kind of like the, what we call the old granny shot and basketball where you bring the ball between the legs, bring the log between the legs, stand all the way up and throw the log up over your head. Just make sure you walk forwards if you don't have a lot of, uh, throw. Yeah. And so if you, you need different size log, just find a different size yeah. to do whatever motion we're talking about. Yeah. And then, yeah. so you could, you could, you can pick it up, carry it on, carry one it side on your forearms in front of you, like a zercher squat and just walk with it. I.e., you know, our bicep muscles, they're made to Biceps walk and carry weight we'll be for kicking a, in. a long time. That's, that's why we have them. That The fibers in there are there. They're, I think they're, um, they're not fast-twitch fibers in your biceps. They're made for endurance. They're made to carry stuff for long periods of time. So go ahead and use those suckers. That's what they're there for. We never use them for that. We just a lot of times think biceps. We think dense muscle mass aesthetics. But they're there for endurance, to carry stuff. So go ahead and test them out. You're probably going to gas them out in 30 seconds if you got some heavy weight on there. And you'll wonder how the hell our ancestors were doing this for <laughs> hours and hours carrying, uh, you know, supplies and food and whatever have you. What about carrying a log up on your shoulder or a rock? Yeah. So a anything on your shoulders. Even, so we, we kind of went over the what we can do to pick that log up. Um, then we can talk about what we could do once it's in our hands. If it's in our hands, we could squat with it. We could lunge with it. We could sidestep with it. So now we're using a lot of the legs, deadlift it over and over again. Um, we could kneel down to the ground, sit back, and then stand back up. We could Turkish get up it. Uh, so you now you're doing stuff that you're holding it. And that's all in one place. Now what we can do is take that same log and create movement with it. So this is like what you were saying. We can farmers carry it. We can hang it in front of us with two arms. We can put it over his shoulder. We can hold it with one arm wrapped around the side like we're holding a little child and running with them. Uh, we could, you know, yeah, we talked about lunging with it. Uh, we could run with the lock. We could put it on the small, like in between their shoulder blades with their arms kind of like lifted up and their elbows forward. What about terrain? We can change up the terrain we're moving on. Yeah, so even, yeah. so position of that log. So we put that behind our head. We hold it up overhead. 
And then we can go for a walk, we can go for a run, we can go for a hill climb. Not only climb up and down a hill, but sidestep with the legs crossing over up and down, start turning on those TFLs uh, and the adductors, which a lot of people are usually missing is that lateral movement. Once again, we just took a log and gave you probably at least 12 different options. We're missing dozens. Of, yeah, I mean, yeah. You can walk on it, balance, you can jump over it. One arm throws jumps, and catches, over burpees over it. Yeah, you could do planks step on ups. the thing. You could be like a circus bear and a ball and, and, you know and kind of roll Andrew, it. Is that if you go to in the forest, you could find all kinds of logs, different sizes no and way. shapes too. Yeah, I swear to God. It's just like, look, it's, so. like, it's like looking at your dumbbell rack of all different weights. How it's much the they cost? Thing. I, I think they're free. We don't get taxed on logs, right? Not yet. They're free. Get they're free. <laughs> and you know what's great too? You could find any area of woods that serves your interest. Maybe you want to be next to a lake. Maybe you want to be next to some water. Maybe you want to be on top of a mountain. Maybe you want to be on a steep, steep hill. Maybe you want to be out in a field. Maybe you want to be in the middle of the woods by yourself. It's all there. I, th I think it's free, right? And and you don't need to wear a mask because you'd be social distancing. That is true. Okay, so so that's a lot of fun is actually going in the woods yeah. and doing a workout. And then what do you do? Who cares how many reps? Just go until your, your body gets tired. You feel those muscles turn on. Rest, you know, whatever Listen it is that you want. And then go do it again or, you know, just do pick 12 different movements yeah. and do them until your muscles get tired. One rep, one set of each till your muscles get tired and move on. That's it. Like it's, it does not have to be hard at the same time. I'm not sure they brought this up last time or not, but oh well, who cares if I repeat myself? Uh, another thing too, is that, you know, when I was on a call with a client, uh, they go and walk their dog every day on a hike. Cool. Well, let's put some movement in there. So before you go for your hike, start off your hike every single time with 20 burpees. 20 burpees, take the dog for a hike. When you come back, knock out another movement, 50 air squats, and then get in your car and drive home. So now you just took your hike, which you're getting some sort of exercise, steady state exercise during, and now you added a simple piece to it. So now you're gonna push an even bigger dopamine response to your body. It's gonna make your body feel a little bit better. And just like everything, you know, I asked like this client, I was like, do you walk your dog every single day? Yeah. It's automatically like Matt Munn talked about, it's non-negotiable. It's, it's, it's automatically like your day is no matter what, rain or shine, it, it's not something that you debate. Your dog has to go to the bathroom, right? Say it like I have three dogs. My dogs have to go to the bathroom. No matter what, we go out every single day. In the morning, there's not a day that I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm not letting the dogs out. Cold, rain, snow, heat, it doesn't really matter. Because mm -hmm. if you do it enough, it becomes repetitive. It becomes part of your daily routine. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important, you know, that if you go to work every single day, make your workout an extension of work. I know it might not sound fun, but now instead of working 8 to 5, you work 8 to 6. And from yeah. 5 to 6 o'clock, you now work out. Don't right? come home first and have that ah, I'm home feeling. Get that in first. Get that don't movement sit, in first. Don't sit down on that couch. Yeah. <laughs> a day. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, well, I love this, the, using your dog um, to help facilitate, you know, movement. You've got all kinds of games that you can play with your, your dog walk time, whether it's five minutes or, you know, 45 minutes a day. I mean, every time your dog pees, uh, takes a crap, you get down to a squat and you hold it and you wait. <laughs> what, 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 what if your dog, every time your dog 
you know, if you have like a hound and it's constantly sniffing left and right, every time your dog pulls you in one direction off the road or the path you're on, you need to do like an isometric hold, like a plank or something. And your dog might like it. That's, that's, that's a strange thing. It might be like, whoa, what the hell is my owner doing? They might come over to you. And here's the thing. You let your dog dictate the amount of time you spend doing whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, I mean, you could come up with endless, endless rules here. I mean, every, uh, you know, every minute you could have a watch on you. You could go by time. Like every minute you need to do a certain movement while you're walking your dog. Um, what about jogging? every minute for like 10 seconds with your dog. Your dog will appreciate that too. Go, or every you know. time your dog stops you know, on that run, you have to do something. You, you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's exactly it. It's your just, dog will, and your dog needs that too, you know? Needs that to, to the, those different paces. They, they want to run. You know, a lot, of, a lot of people don't have dog parks nearby and their dogs need their running and they're just not getting it with that slow five-minute walk every morning. Well, what's funny is talking about using your dog. So you we're, were stacking over, things here. You're getting lots of things in here. It's very nutrient dense. Yeah, you, you know? were over. Uh, uh, I don't know when it was, but you were over, and I go, dude, check check this out. And and everything I think that we do, and this is why we get along so well, is just like we instantly go into like movement and how's it benefiting my life. Like everything we do. So it's like, dude, grab onto this rope or the stick with Poppy attached onto it and lift him up. Yes. And what happens is this, you know, I, I've got three pit bulls and they're just, they love their jaw strength um, and jaw exercise, you know, is very important for pit bulls. It helps them not bite. And it's not that they're trying to be bite people a lot of times. It's just that their jaw is not getting exercised like their body. Same with so, our jaws, you know? Yeah. So, stuff. so it becomes that people, they just, bite things and then sometimes it's people so a lot of times it's just they're not getting enough training for those people so if your dog is home and is running in circles if it's raining out too bad go out and play with your dog he'll love it yeah but back so, to this so anyways so if you pick up this so he's, he has a, what do you have do you have a rope i forget what he had it was, it was um, a battle rope yeah, yeah yeah so it was like a yeah that's right it was the battle rope um so you get like you could find rope at go to a marina. There's always a couple pieces that are just laying around. It's good thick inch, like one and a half to two inch thick rope. And he latches onto that thing. And then as you're picking it up, you can do a bicep curl, you can do a high pull, but he's creating tension. And as you pull, the tension is increased. And uh, you can literally really burn your muscles out from like that constant isometric contraction. So your dog weighs a lot. Yeah. And, you know, my pups are like about 40 to 60 pounds, but that might not seem like a lot, but when you have their pulling power pulled into that, and that's varying the unknown amount of weight that you're pulling on. So you're not like, this is a 25 pound dumbbell. It's 25 pounds when I pull up, pick it up. It's 25 when I put it down. When you have a dog attached, it's like 10, 15, 50, 70, 45. Yeah. And in a second, right. the dog could let go. So it changes up your body. It changes up that variation of your training. And so I would sit there and I just, I told you, I, like I'd pick up and like pull the dog up and down a whole bunch it, of times. You go to, um, to pretty much failure. Oh yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, I did this with you. Uh -huh. I, I went to failure with your dog on its hind legs, just holding him up by the ropes and pretty much just standing and just contracting as hard as I could, just holding up in like a isometric bicep curl. And I was smoked. We're talking like 10 seconds, 20 seconds. It's a heavy dog. Your dog <laughs> yeah. It's like 50 pounds, something yeah. like that. And... Um, yeah, so why don't, uh, so taking your dog for a walk. So just to rewind, instead of 
getting in your, in your, I give a, I'll give an example on the end of the spectrum, right? Instead of like, I just got to take my dog out to the front yard for like two minutes until it pees so I can get back in because I don't want to do that. And you're in your slippers and your pajama pants and a big coat that is too warm or whatever. Why not make it into, I'm going to get into some exercise clothes or movement clothes that are good to like move in. And I'm going to go out and walk my dog and I'm going to move. So you have no excuse not to get on the ground. Maybe just get up and get down because maybe the clothes you have are just not appropriate for it, right? Like go into it with some intention of like, I'm going to make this into a movement session or get some exercise out of it. Maybe put on some running shoes instead of like your normal uh, slippers that you walk your dog in, for example, and maybe pick up a jog, you know, you just, you're just modifying your environment, your clothes to help facilitate some more movement in your life. The same thing we've always been preaching, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I did something like that. I don't want to say I did something like that. This is totally different, but the same. I ended up when my dogs are out running around, I'll start, you know, lunging down and picking up sticks and throwing sticks in the woods. You know, that's another thing that a lot of people aren't doing. They aren't throwing. Let's get up and throw some stuff around. Like it's a really good, important movement that we yeah. don't ever do. And a lot of times, like I noticed, and we talked about this too, I went to go and throw something and I'm like, man, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like I, like I, it doesn't feel like I got a lot of strength and it kind of feels like it's going to get thrown out. I human being. I like throw my arm out trying to throw yeah, a three pound. Exactly. Like, I'm like, this know? doesn't, this yeah. doesn't feel right. So I've been just trying to yeah. practice like throwing slowly. And at the same time, get the other arm involved. Like I, you know, I notice when I rake, I'm always on one side. Like my right hand is the lower hand and I'm raking and it gets tired and I'll switch it up on the left side and I'll only use it for a couple seconds because my coordination is bad for one and two i just don't feel the muscles are kicking in I'm, I'm providing a lot of strength but now what i try to do is i force myself to when i want to switch it back up to my dominant side to hang out on that opposite side a little bit longer go another 30 seconds of whatever i'm doing and try and feel those muscles or get those to work i mean the, the, the saw, options are endless i saw a neighbor uh, on the street i live on they were doing yard work with a minivan around their knees the other day yeah <laughs> I shit you not they're doing lateral walks while they're picking up stuff off their lawn with a mini band on. I mean, the options are endless. Let's say you have a perfectly manicured lawn and you're like, you know what? I have a code in my neighborhood that doesn't allow for my house to look anything but perfect. And you're like, I got no yard work to do. There's nothing. Go find that perfect stone wall you have and tear it down and then rebuild <laughs> it because that is exercise right there. It, you can always find something. Always. If you have a perfect lawn, you probably are going to have to seed it and fertilize it. Put a mini band around the legs, and as you're seeding and fertilizing it, you're going to be lighting up the TFL. You're going to lighten up the glute max. Glute Go until needs. it's and with mini bands in particular, because I will admit they are one of the one of the like best. cheapest and best things you can invest in. Go until you feel a burn. Take it off. Wait a minute or two, and then do it again. And you're not going to burn out. You can you can. You can burn out a good burn with a minivan. You can go like 10 sets to failure in that, and with a minivan and you're still, you're going to get benefit from it. You're not going to overdo it. Yeah. So I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but the, the point is stack your movement and exercise with chores if, you, if it helps you, if it makes you get, uh, have some more play and fun and motivation to, to move your body. You don't have to get, get, uh, I don't I hate to use the word motivated, demotivated by thinking, oh, I have to go down in the basement and do a workout again on, on my carpet. 
where, you know, if you don't have a, a little area that's just for like movement and exercise, it makes it even tougher for people that are stuck at home, right? Because oh yeah, if you go to that same room that your brain is programmed to think is a place of leisure and idleness and relaxation, and then you give your brain mixed signals like now we're going to also turn this into like a high intensity area. A lot of people have a really tough time with that. You know, you probably hear that all the time too. It's like, it's so difficult to work out at home. And then you dig a little deeper and you find out that A, they've never really moved at home seriously and they don't have any equipment at home and their home is not set up where they have any area that's devoted just to moving. Whether it's stretching, lifting weight, yep. you know, they have a cardio machine, whatever, whatever it is, you know? So it's the same thing with like a, a lot of people would say, they have uh, an area in their home set aside for meditation, like a sanctuary. And it really helps facilitate that, your, that state of um, calmness, like my intention. When you walk into a room that's committed just to one thing, it's almost like your brain is like, okay, we're getting, we're getting serious now. We know the task coming up. And you close that door behind you if it's a room and you're like, I'm not getting out of it now. Like I'm all in. That's <laughs> you know? it, it's That's so how right. It works. You know, so in general, we're kind of do a little recap of what uh, we want you guys to do this week. Create a game for your workout. So if you're having that hard time getting your workouts in, find a game, create a game, look up games online, and then try to replace certain things with workouts or movements or fill them with chores. Even this is a game for me. I'm having fun just thinking of games. Yeah, just have fun. Have fun with what you're doing. We're thinking of games. Options I mean, are endless. this is what we do to create podcasts as well. Yeah, we uh, we make it a game. <laughs> do we? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the game is let's find a topic. It's called let's find a topic. Uh, you know, uh, but we look at certain things. We look at like what's happening in the news. We look at uh, movement. We listen to podcasts that we've talked. Like, you know, that Matt or I, you know, listen to, but. Ultimately, try to make a game. Try to make a game for your workouts. Try to make a game for your chores. Get that dopamine response going. Get creative. Go out in the woods. Find a log. See how many different ways you can move it. Uh, you know, find and break the boredom and the monotony that's going on possibly in your life. A lot of us like to sit and dwell in that boredom. I see it a lot. A lot of people are like, I'm bored. What am I going to do? What'd you do when you're a little kid and you're bored? You'd be like, mom, dad, what can I do? I'm bored. Go outside and play. You can do that. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to, you know, and then they're being creative for you. So be creative, take the time, sit down, uh, bring your alcohol and put it on the opposite side of any equipment or workout in your workout room. So it requires you to go into your workout room and, uh, you know, Forces you to stare at the things you should we're, be doing. We're really deviating off message here. <laughs> Bring your alcohol, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Desperate times call for desperate measures, right? Yeah, well, you even, know. Even though we have, we have alcohol. Like, we're, are we really that desperate, folks? Like, if you have access to alcohol, then maybe we're not so, so desperate. But Yeah. Either way, variability. We talk about that, too. Don't get stuck in one thing. This is just another thing. It's another thing. And it's going to help facilitate an active lifestyle movement, getting your heart rate up, getting out of breath, getting the blood pumping. And we already know how that affects our immune system, our physiology, everything. Increases your mood. If you're depressed, work out, move your body, breathe hard, get your blood flowing. 
Anxiety, same thing. High blood pressure, hypertension, same damn thing. Variation. Thanks for listening, key. folks. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week. Cheers. <laughs>